freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody welcome to episode number 338 of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com where you set the price on guns ammo and accessories i am one of your hosts cheryl todd and i'm the other guy dan todd our theme today is How I Carry, and our guest is Tara Kraft. Tara is a firearms instructor, blogger, and Second Amendment advocate who shares her experiences as a female gun owner on various social media platforms. Tara began her Instagram account, How I Carry, as a way to document the challenges of learning to carry a concealed firearm, which led to her and her husband founding Gen 2 Training LLC to offer beginner classes in the rural community. She is a member of the D.C. Project and Virginia Citizens Defense League, and Tara believes that Second Amendment rights are for everybody and encourages everyone to advocate for the right to bear arms. Welcome, Welcome to the show, Tara. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So this is so exciting for me because I have been enjoying your YouTube or no Instagram videos for quite some time, and they're always so clever. And we're going to take a little bit of a deep dive into that, but I want to kind of start at the start. You know, you, like so many of us, just were kind of passively, passively enjoying your Second Amendment rights. And now you are much more vocal about it. Walk us through that journey. Was there like a flashpoint at some, some place, or was it just a natural progression? Uh, for me, it was sort of a natural progression. Um, I've always had firearms in my life. My dad had his FFL when I was growing up. My cousins owned a local gun shop for years now. And I've always owned firearms ever since I had my first apartment. And, but I've always also enjoyed a very comfortable life. And so I've never really had to think about my right to own firearms. I never really even thought about actually needing to use one for anything. And so after I began posting on social media, once I got my concealed carry permit and I began to connect with other people, um, I know We the Female, Carrie Sloan, um, kind of introduced me to the idea of supporting the right to self-defense for domestic violence uh, victims and also for survivors of assault and for people from different walks of life, uh, people from countries where they did not have the right to bear arms, like um, Hong Kong, watching them try to fight for their rights with umbrellas and things like that, um, really kind of opened my eyes to where I thought, I need to do something, but what do I do? Um, fast forward to Lobby Day 2020 in Virginia, because I'm from Virginia. Um, I kept seeing all of these beautiful ladies in teal t-shirts, and it was the DC Project. And so I immediately <laughs> um, was interested in that and signed up for that. 
and the Virginia Citizens Defense League and started learning about the importance of calling and writing our legislators, letting them know who we are, uh, going to lobby day, speaking up for ourselves. And now that I've done all that, I kind of want to help other people along on that journey. I want to introduce people to the firearms community and to make it a positive experience, to make them a part of our community to where they want to advocate for their rights too. That's awesome, Terry. You know, I see we've been doing the show for a couple of years now, and there are so many people that have never had guns in their life, and then they Absolutely. have something really bad happen to them. Yeah, if, it's too bad. There's not a way to get to the people before they have this happen, so they're prepared for whatever. But uh, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. Absolutely. So your videos, as I mentioned, are very they're clever and they're effective, mm -hmm. and they're like. 30 seconds long. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that because I am very verbose. <laughs> it seems like if I have a, a five minute limit on a speech, I've got to squeak out six minutes somehow. Uh, so I really admire how, how much you can fit in such a short amount of time. And you put one up that was set to the music of hard knock life. <laughs> and it just particularly struck me as you know, you hit some very important points regarding obstacles that face brand new gun owners. And um, th they were things like, and, and we'll let you run through it. It's, you know, brand snobs, right? And mm -hmm. stereotypes. And what else did I write on your list there? Rude comments. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that that's guy stuff. Is you know, it guy you know, stuff? That's well, you the know, question to Tara. Yeah. Like, where are I, you seeing these? I think it's guy stuff. You know, back in the day when, when I was younger, that's many moons ago, but, you know, it was guy, guys were involved with guns. Women were not really involved with guns. And so I'm seeing that women are overtaking the whole industry, which is awesome, I want to say publicly, because women know how to uh, uh, social media. They know how to talk to other people. They get people involved where guys are kind of, on their own but uh i think it's these guys that don't want to let go of their beliefs harassing the new people and perhaps and i do want to throw that to tara and you know was there a specific comment or a specific moment that made you say this video needs to be made or was it you know kind of a, a one thing stacking on top of the other um it there was one moment that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for me um, ever since I've been involved in social media and posted about firearms, I've seen kind of the ugly side, but I'm really good at just keeping scrolling, you know, <laughs> if, I, if I don't have anything nice to say, but um, and to be honest, the women are not immune to it. Um, the thing that was the catalyst for me to make the video actually occurred in a women's Facebook group. Sure. And um, someone had posted something like, if you're not carrying this brand or this brand or this brand, then you just have junk and you shouldn't be carrying it all. And I thought, okay. And one of the first comments was a young lady and she said, hey, I'm new to this community. I don't really know. I have this brand. What's wrong with it? And just the way that she was completely shut down in the comments and it just led to her saying, hey, I thought this was going to be a good place for me to learn, but maybe I don't belong here. And she left. And to me, there are so many people now that are owning firearms that are starting uh, to conceal carry that never even dreamed they would even own a firearm. But over the past couple of years, events have led people to purchase guns who never thought that they would. And it's such a fragile time. And it just takes so little to discourage people and to maybe make them put it down and walk away 
and, you know, never give it a try. And so it really just struck a nerve with me. And I was actually settled in for the night when I saw that comment. And I immediately just got up and made that reel just really quickly and posted it. And it just kind of took off. Well, it, uh, was it one of your better viewed, your highest it's, views? It is. It, it's my highest one of all time. Yeah. And it just really resonated with people because I think a lot of people were experiencing the same things. Absolutely. And, you know, everyone has a day one at something and it just boggles my mind at how, um, how we kind of put up these barriers to other people who are having their day one. Um, why do you think it seems so difficult to promote acceptance and education without shaming newcomers? Like you can say, Hey, you know, it's important to, to index your finger. You can say that in a positive and helpful way, but so often I, I hear that the negative side of, uh, you're dangerous, you're incompetent, you're an idiot, you know, these kinds of things. Why do you think this is so difficult? <laughs> um, I really think it's emotionally driven. I think that people are naturally competitive. I think they want to be a part of a group. And sometimes I think they just feel a need to prove themselves and to want to belong. And I think sometimes there's just a lot of egos involved um, in the firearms community. And I think people sometimes feel threatened. Um, but I have noticed my experiences in real life are vastly different than my experiences online, that when I'm actually at the range at a shooting competition or at a, a class, that the people that are actually there and training and putting in work or people who are actively advocating for the Second Amendment are much more accepting. They're very welcoming. They're just very happy to see someone there. I've finished last in competitions and I didn't die and everyone was so nice and no one cared. And they were just so welcoming and happy that I was there. And I kind of think that the ones who are making these comments on social media are not the ones that are out there putting in work at the range. They're not the ones that are out there educating or advocating for our rights. Mm -hmm. Boy, I, I feel that I've had the same experience. Uh, I just took a very intensive week-long training for uh, a program called Faster Saves Lives. And they have a very high standard for your qualification. And so it, it, I didn't do well. I didn't qualify. And I was, you know, internally beating myself up like crazy. And I'm surrounded by other people that are, you know, professional trainers themselves. They are um, competitive shooters. Uh, some are brand new people because the Faster Saves Lives program teaches, um, you know, uh, faculty and staff <clears throat> school schools uh, emergency training. And so some people that are newer at this than I am, and they qualified. And I, I just was kind of, you know, oh gosh, how is this going to go? You know, how is, how is this going to play out? And in that setting with these people, there was no shaming. There was, there was only encouragement and there was only, you know, Hey, it's okay. You, this is your first try at this. Let's do it again. And I thought, boy, if everybody could have that kind of experience, you know, it, it's like shaming your, your, uh, you know, one and a half year old or however old that they can't walk yet. You know, would you ever do that? Or would you just keep encouraging, Hey, try exactly. again, try again. And, um, and so then that helped internalize for me that, you know, these people who are at the top of their game and they're amazing. And even people who are, you know, not, not ha don't have the level of experience that I have had. 
um, to be able to extend that grace and that courtesy and that kindness uh, to me, it, it just helps me say, you know what, I am going to try again, I am going to stand up and try again. And then the flip side of that is, you know, sometimes it's good to skin your knee, you know, sometimes it's good to realize, okay, there's some things I've got to work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was 15 in shop, the shop teacher says, does anybody know how to turn this machine off? Oh, and I said, I'll do it. And I did it wrong. Uh-huh. And they really got on me about it. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I wish that, you know, it still bothers me. I'm a little older than 15 now, <laughs> but I still remember that. And, you know, the people that come in to, to learn how to shoot, a lot of them feel like they need, they have to, they don't want to, but they have to, mm-hmm. and they want to do it right. I mean, Cheryl, you should have seen her two weeks before taking this class that she talked about <laughs> every second. And she went and she got training for I was a almost, nervous. I was a know, nervous every nanny. weekend she went and got training and she still, and it's like, it's good to be worried and it's good to, to focus on things. Yeah but you got to relax. You know, I mean, you got to, that's true, but you know, and and Tara and her husband uh, train newcomers. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if, if people are not, you know, kind of concerned and and trying to do their best, that might not be your best student. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you also want people that can receive, can, can fail and receive new instruction. What is your, um, you know, what is your typical, experience with with newcomers um do you have people that kind of feel like well i should already know this and they beat themselves up or are most people like i am a blank slate you know tell me whatever i need to know um we have a lot of people we actually have a lot of women probably more than half of our students are women that have zero experience and they're hesitant to take the class they're hesitant to take that step and they say you don't understand I don't know anything and we're like that's fine we're going to teach you no but I don't know anything and they really want to learn the right way and they're actually my favorite students because they're the best students they want to learn they listen and they do what you tell them to do and they end up shooting very well by the end of the day and uh, we'll have women come in. I've had one lady in particular, she did not even want to touch the, we have a little laser gun that we use in the classroom. She didn't even want to touch it. And I thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> but once we got her, she just kind of picked it up and took her shot and threw it down and said, okay, I did it. And we said, no, you know, we're going to do it again. And we just worked with her and she just I actually told us she almost canceled and didn't even come because she was so afraid of coming. But by the end of the day, she was out there shooting like a pro, clearing malfunctions. She did such a great job. And she was like, hey, this is fun. I didn't know this could be fun. And that that's the best feeling. Absolutely. And I, I guess the best way that's to know amazing. you're a good instructor is how many people take the class and still want to do shooting, still want to be <laughs> yes. involved. And yes. I would be willing to bet you're probably at 100%. Oh, I hope so. I sure hope so. Yeah, because I mean... The old way we you you know you give them the biggest gun to shoot and you scare them and yes. you know th- that obviously it didn't work and it was a stupid way to think, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, now you know you just gradually teach them and it's, it makes it nice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that in your hard knock life video you talk you, you have on the screen is about stereotyping, and you know this might be a newsflash to some people, but. Uh, with gun ownership on the rise, especially with it on the rise, it is more obvious than ever that there is no typical gun owner. The stereotypes absolutely, if they ever really did work, they don't anymore. So talk to us about that. What are you seeing in that 
stereotype breaking um, phenomena that's going on. Yeah. So we, we love to categorize people, don't we? And, <laughs> and you really, just because someone owns a gun, sometimes people think they know everything about them, but you just don't. I mean, for our classes, we've had a woman who was hesitant to come because she said, is it going to be a bunch of guys and tactical gear? And are we just going to talk about the NRA the whole time? <laughs> no, we're not. And, you know, we've had everything from students to retirees. We've had healthcare workers, um, teachers, and we just had people from all walks of life in our class. And you really just can't put gun owners in a box. There is no typical gun owner. There are so many um, just such a diverse group and people are really coming into the gun community. I know um, what really brought it home for me is when my husband and I went to the 2A rally in Washington, D.C., where we saw you speak there. And, um, you know, we kind of thought it was going to be a bunch of people just like us, but we could not have been more wrong. It was people from all backgrounds. The Second Amendment meant something to them for different reasons. And it was just wonderful seeing everybody come together. And I just I love how diverse the gun community is. It's so true. And I think we get lazy with the word diversity. And a lot of times we think that it only has to do with things we can see with our eyes, like skin color or gender, or, you know, something of that uh, nature. But it, it really is a diversity of life experience, mm -hmm. right? And backgrounds. And I mean, it, it is every man, it is every woman, this gun community. Do you think we can even call it a community. I, I struggle with that a little bit. You know, the gun culture, the gun community. Um, certainly, we have uh, you know certain things that we absolutely you know enjoin together and stand on. But with so much diversity, what do you think about that? That is there a culture? Is there a community? I also struggle using that word. I actually used it in my hard knock life post, and I almost didn't because I thought it's not really a community. It's almost like an ecosystem with everything working together. And sometimes the only common ground we do have is the Second Amendment, and we need to learn to connect you know, based on that and work towards that one goal. And sometimes that's hard when everyone is so different and comes from so many different backgrounds. But I think if we don't do that, then we're going to lose ground. So I think we really need to focus on that. I love that ecosystem. I'm going to think on that because... <laughs> I, I really have, I, I was um, interviewed by and then interviewed a lady who is, was writing her dissertation on, you know, the gun culture. And then she said, the more that she interviewed people, the more that she did that work, the more she realized, man, this really, it does it fit the definition of a culture or a community. And so it's, it's just been one of those things that I've, I'm like, but if it's not, then what do we call it? Cause we love our labels, right? <laughs> oh, so, yeah. so if, if I own a car and she owns a car, are we in a car community? Is it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's kind of a way of life that I don't know, but it's, it's not, it's really not a community. It's, it's a way of life. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's but interesting. Just because I, like I have it. a car and you have a car doesn't mean we're in a car community. That's true. It's a tool, right? right. So many of us have tools, but we're not uh, Tim, the tool guy or whatever. The <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have stated that uh, you won't lose your gun in a boating accident. Now, again, for somebody who is brand new to this whole world of, of owning these tools, that phrase 
is nonsensical. What are we talking about losing our guns in a boating accident? And you've put that on your hard knock like video as mm -hmm. well. What do you, what, do, talk to us about that phrase. Okay. Um, I know when I was new to social media and the firearms community or ecosystem or way of life, <laughs> um, I um, saw these boating accident jokes and I thought, why are people talking about losing their guns in a boating accident? So I, I, I Google everything and it comes from a true story where an ATF agent lost his gun in a lake in the 90s and the lake dried up and I think it was 2014 and they found his gun and badge. And it was kind of a joke because nothing was done to him. He was still actively working for the ATF at the time. But then it kind of morphed into this uh, joke about hiding your guns from the government. And that if they call, you know, the, come and take our guns that they're going to say, oh, I lost them in a boating accident. And, you know, I get the joke and it's funny, but I think some people really take it seriously. And um, I've had people comment, you know, you shouldn't advertise that you own guns. You shouldn't tell people that you support the Second Amendment. And I thought, you know, my legislators know I support the Second Amendment because I make sure they know. I'm calling them and I'm writing them and you better be too. And I think we really need to normalize gun ownership and we can't do that if we're going to hide them. And if we feel like we can't let people know that we own guns, we're not going to be out of the range. We're not going to be teaching new people to shoot. We're not going to pass down that tradition to generations to come. And I think right now our rights are protected by the Second Amendment. And I think we need to act like it. And if we can't, then we've already lost. See, there you go. Beautiful. That's Beautiful the, Tara, said. that's the thing. When I was younger, we were told, do not talk about guns. Mm -hmm. Do not say you have guns. Don't put the NRA sticker on your truck. Don't talk about guns. So now we go fast forward to women getting involved in guns. They talk about guns. And I do agree with you. Instead of saying we lost our gun in a boating accident, say, I just found 30 guns in the bottom of the lake. And I cleaned <laughs> them up and they work fine, right? And we, Because if we don't voice that we own guns, then the other side's going to win. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is, that is beautifully said. I'm gonna go to the lake and start looking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Metal detect in the lake. I don't yeah. know. Um, so uh, one of your other videos that you put up uh, just recently, uh, it's, it's really quick. It's really short, but it's using the song uh, don't stop believing. <laughs> and who, who is the artist on that? I forget. Journey. Journey. That's right. Um, and so describe that video for us because I thought that was pretty clever. Um, so I'm in the gun store quite frequently because uh, my cousin owns it and I see him often. And um, when I'm there, lots of times there are uh, women in there who bring their uncle, cousin, brother, whatever, and they're going to pick out a gun for them. And all the time, if I'm, especially if I'm trying to fill out my paperwork to buy a gun, I'm like distracted because they're like, well, look at this little tiny thing, look at this. And I'm just thinking, you're not going to like that. You're not going to like that. <laughs> and um, so I think that um, when you do go to buy a firearm, it's good to take someone who really knows or to see an instructor or to try to shoot them first. Because I think if you start out um, with a little gun that's going to be hard to shoot or something that's going to actually hurt you to shoot or be very unpleasant, you're not going to keep shooting. And, you know, we've had a lot of students show up that they have this little gun in a box that someone gave them. And by the end of class, they're like, okay, I need another gun. I don't like this one. And, you know, I hate to see that because it's a big investment uh, mm -hmm. to do that. So we always try to have like a 22 or something that's easy to shoot uh, to kind of introduce people in a gentle way to where it's enjoyable and they can just have fun and learn. 
So I think it's really important to start out on the right foot with the firearm that's best for you. Absolutely. And so the video is, you know, the words on the screen are something like, uh, how do I buy my wife or my girlfriend a, a gun? And then you just say, don't, yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't stop yeah. believing. So it's don't just yeah. don't like buy yeah. him a yeah. gift certificate right. or something. Uh, but you know, I, I've seen people come in, uh, you know, with way too big of guns because mm -hmm. it was just what their husband right. had or, yeah. or whatever. And then, like you said, the, the tiny little guns that, you know, okay, they're cute. They are super mm -hmm. cute. I love them but not to shoot because all yeah. that energy that would have been absorbed by, you know, having a larger frame uh, that really fits your hands. Well, now your joints are absorbing it and they're very mm -hmm. painful sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. The best thing my husband did when I decided to get my concealed carry permit was to take me to a range where I could rent guns. And I wanted one of those little guns thinking it would be easy to carry. And I maybe fired three rounds out of it and said, no, <laughs> that's yeah, not no, for me. Sure. No yeah, when we had our yeah. gun shop, if a guy came in with a woman and he was trying to show her how to use a gun, we would just say, here, here's a coloring book, go to the corner. <laughs> <laughs> because there are so many people that just because it feels good to you doesn't mean it feels good to her. And right. you know, we tell people, hey, go to the range, rent a gun, borrow a gun from somebody and, and feel comfortable with what you have. Because uh, that was another thing back in the day, we used to tell people what they needed to have. And mm -hmm. uh, it's like me going to buy a purse for her. I, yeah, don't there's do no way I'd do it. Don't do no it. Way. I did it once <laughs> and I, and it went Listen back. to journey. Listen yeah. to journey. Yeah. Don't do it. But anyway, so yeah, it's, you, you got to get what's comfortable to you. Mm -hmm. so. For sure. And, you know, even the style of shooting that you do makes a difference. So with this training that I was doing, I tried several different guns over the course of a few weeks uh, leading up to it because I don't normally open carry. So I don't normally draw from a holster. Mm -hmm. And then when you're doing mag drops and reloads, well, the, this one gun, it kept pinching my hand every time I would go to reload mm -hmm. it. And it's like, after about 20 times, I've had it, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so even things like that are important to consider. And, and you as a trainer, you've probably experienced that. Yes. Yes. And I think um, as a gun store owner, you know, if someone comes in and says, hey, I want to buy a gun, probably one of the first things you're going to ask is, well, what are you going to do with it? What's it for? And that makes a difference. I think a lot of people assume that every every gun I post about or every gun that someone owns is for self-defense or concealed carry. And it's not. It really does depend on what you want to use it right. for. Sure. Absolutely. Well, this has been wonderful. And I encourage everybody to hit pause right now and go to Instagram and uh, find your uh, page on there, your thread on there and tell folks also all the different ways that they can follow the work that you're doing. Okay. Yes. I'm mostly on Instagram, but I also I'm on Facebook and I'm on TikTok and all of those. You can find me under how I carry, which it's not very creative, but, but it's an easy name to remember. Mm -hmm. And also I have a blog on my website and it's, it's, how, ooh, I'm sorry. It's how I carry.com. Absolutely. And it's so it, the blog is really, really rich with information. I really encourage everybody to get there and check that out. But Tara, thank you so much for all that you do and for taking time today to be with us on Gun Freedom Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye.
pushing the wrong buttons over here. All right. Very good. Well, I just think that she's so clever with what she does. And like I said, you don't have to, you don't have to have an hour long podcast to, to give a good and educational message. She does it in these 30 second videos and, uh, always pretty much always set to music. And I just think it's very, um, very important that we have a, a wide variety of people that we're getting information from. And especially when we're trying to share information with others, you know, to get somebody to sit down and watch an entire episode. That ain't going to happen with me. No, <laughs> it's like, but if, you if would it, have 30 seconds to watch Terrace. Right, right. If I don't get something really quick, you know, you, you'll see, oh, they're going to teach you how to do something and I'll look. Mm-hmm. And I guess I have to speed it up. You have to go up to where the point is mm-hmm. because I don't need to know all the basic stuff. I want to know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can understand that I'm, I'm going to watch that video as soon as we're done with this yeah. one here. Brevity. There's a lot to be said for brevity. You know, I enjoy being able to take deep dives into, uh, you know, conversations the way that we do on the podcast. So I think there's a, a place for both. Yep. Um, but you know, especially I see a lot of in, um, videos on Instagram where there's like a minute and a half of lead up, like, right. You aren't going to believe this thing right. that this person said, and it's explosive. And it's the, the most inflaming sort of like news, thing. huh? Fake news. Right. I'm yeah. like, stop describing it. Right. I just show, show it to right. me, you know? And a lot of times, like you said, I lose interest before I get there because the hyperbole of it actually right. kind of leaves me, uh, cold, but you know, uh, the way that Tara does her videos, they're just, I mean, it's amazing to me how you just are instantly relating to what she's saying. And, you know, we've all been new, even if you're not a new gun owner, you've been new at something. And then when you see those, you know, uh, you know, brand snob or, you know, some kind of snobbery, it's like, yeah, that feels really bad when that happens. And yeah, I carry a gun that a lot of people would say it's stupid to carry, but I carry it because I feel comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel comfortable with whatever, you're not going to perform as well as you will if you feel comfortable with mm-hmm. it. And, uh, you know, you, you go out and you train with the gun that you're going to carry and you learn its limitations and you work from there, right? Absolutely. But I really want to thank Tara because it's like every person that she touches causes a wave of more learning and more involvement and you know you teach somebody well then they're going to tell somebody else Mm -hmm. and then they're going to get the encouragement to do something whereas if you teach them by being scared and you know going that route where it's not fun then they're going to keep it into themselves and and not go anywhere with it so so true it's so true um you know we get those shaming messages in our minds and you know that's going to impact the next time somebody you know, takes the time, takes the money, um, goes to the range. They're going to have all that negative stuff clogging up their brain. And instead you could be encouraging, you know, you could, you could give a positive message and still a teaching message. And I think we do uh, probably need more of that. Sometimes people say we don't need the the anti-rights people to beat us up because we do a pretty darn good job of that on our own. But then the other thing I do want to say real quick is that when you and I uh, came into this 
this place of, you know, the, the podcast, it was a radio show originally. It's gone through several iterations. It is now a podcast. We were amazingly welcomed, amazingly right. welcomed into, um, you know, we would ask people if they would interview with us, you know, we're brand new out of the box a few, several years ago. Uh, my, our very first guest was Dr. Ken Blanchard, Reverend Ken, sorry, Reverend Ken Blanchard. Um, and he, he said, yes. I mean, that was amazing. To and so me. that was a, he was teaching us that we were welcome in the community and that we could move forward yes. and without any blocks. Yes. And even if we, I had flubbed the interview, uh, I still had that positive experience of somebody you know, of his stature, of his experience saying, yes, you know, he would trust yeah. me. And so I use that to be bold, to ask the next person. So, you know, there is, there is a lot of good and like attracts like for the most part. And so the lady that Tara was describing, who, you know, was asking a very reasonable question. Okay. This is what I carry. Like what's like specifically right. teach me specifically what what's wrong with it. And if there's really nothing wrong with it, well, what is your preference versus my preference? Right. And that's a lot of times what it really comes down to. Right. So the instructor would say, well, you know, that is not my particular gun that I would carry, but how, why do you want to carry that gun? Mm -hmm. How does it feel, you know, and how's it feel to you? But I, I just wanted to say, okay, so there are families, a man and a you know, wife and a husband, mm -hmm. and the husband may not want to get involved in guns. And so the woman goes out and she gets training and she gets negative training. Mm -hmm. She's not going to introduce that to her husband in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Whereas if she comes in there with the positive training and, and, uh, you know, uh, teaching, mm -hmm. right, and learning, then she's going to go to her husband and say, Hey, you know, maybe this is for you too. You should probably get involved with this. Mm -hmm. So um, I encourage, you know, encourage, and there are a lot of really, really good male instructors out there. Absolutely, There are. And I mean, I could, I can't name how many I know. There's so many that take you from a blank slate and move at your pace. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's super important, but I also know some, that I wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole. That's true. Because they look at me, learn from me, do as I say, there is no other way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, I mean, maybe, maybe there are some students that learn best in that way. I particularly don't. No, but no don't scare me into learning. I have had um, some in incredibly wonderful experiences. Mike Abramovich is uh, he's I like an angel. He is. I, and he's tough. You yeah. know what I mean? He's no nonsense. But he, he's also, um, he's intuitive and he is, he has such a heart of a teacher. And when I say he's tough and he's, he's no nonsense, I mean, that's about the safety, right. you know, there's, there's no, uh, you know, pointing the gun in the wrong direction, but he's not going to yell at me and scold me. He, he will, you know, be there and instruct properly and, um, he'll, model he'll instruct he you. Before you touch that gun, he's going to instruct you in a way that you don't have to worry about. You're going to point the gun in the wrong direction because yeah, you're going to know before you do it. Right. You're not going to say, so, hold this gun, yeah. go shoot it, and then yell at them about how they're not doing it right. Yeah. And he so teach you ahead of time. And so Mike uh, has been the instructor to the instructors for the well-armed women for many years. And, um, you know, as Mike has started to, you know, kind of 
you know, ease more into retirement a little bit. He has very, very effectively handed me off to uh, David Laird. Now, these are both guys that teach here in Arizona. So I'm very fortunate that I, we all live here in Arizona and I get to have this quality of um, instruction. But David Laird owns Dynamic Combative Solutions. And uh, he's, you know, him and his team are that same like-mindedness uh, and, and that teacher spirit. And, you know, to be able to watch people instruct on, on the same day, on the same line, uh, somebody who's, you know, been shooting for a million years and they just need a minor little tweak here or there on maybe their grip or something uh, to somebody who's brand new and it's their first day. And, and they might be the one that, you know, doesn't know, you know, which end of the gun that the projectile comes out of to be able to watch people be able to instruct all of them in a very calm and caring and rational and safe way. That is a beautiful thing. Yes. That's, I think the kind of instructor everybody should look for. So if you like the drill instructor kind of, uh, you know, persona, okay. That, that would, wouldn't be best for me. And it wouldn't be somebody that I take somebody brand new to. So it is important to look for the right kind sure. of instructor, right? Yep. It sure is. So, all right. Well, with that, I think we will start winding up, wrapping up. Thank you so much to Tara for yeah. making her videos uh, and, and reaching out to people in that way, uh, you know, a very non-threatening way, but very poignant way. Uh, thank you so much to our awesome listeners all over the world. If there is internet, we have listeners and you could be doing anything with your time. You could be anywhere. The fact that you spend your time uh, with us and learning from our subject matter experts, that's everything. Your time is your most finite commodity. And, and when you spend it with us, it's noticed, it's valued. And we thank you. Right. And, but before, can I interrupt you just for a second? Yeah. You know, we always end this with prayers, for politicians and all this other stuff. Can we skip that today? No. Oh my we gosh. We need We're it in... more than ever. I know we do, but it's like, it's so bad right now. And that's why we need it more than ever. We are sitting in the studio on Monday, August 16th of 2021. And I believe it was just yesterday that um, Afghanistan fell into the hands of the Taliban. Yes. And um, it's like, it's, it's, it's a rough, it's a yeah. rough moment in history for all the people that, you know, fought all of the U.S. troops over there that, that fought all the diplomats, all the people that, that tried to um, introduce freedom and, and implement freedom and, and hold the line of, of offering freedom because the Taliban is, is, you know, for everything I've read, I mean, I'm no expert, but from everything I've read, uh, freedom is not there. Right. And, and for all of the people that were there assisting the United States, they're in such dire need right now, mm -hmm. because if the Taliban knows that they were involved with the United States, mm -hmm. they're going to kill them all mm -hmm. and by torture the whole works. And so we do, we do need to pray. But you know, before we go into the prayer thing, then how about a shout out Four, two. to the town of Pine, Arizona. <laughs> we were there this weekend, went to Pine. And I want to tell you, there is so many God-loving, America-loving, good gun-owning 
people in that town responsibly responsibly owned yes (laughs) and it's like what a refreshing thing that was everywhere we went it was just it was awesome Mm -hmm. so thank you pine arizona absolutely that was a wonderful little getaway um and also if you would like to uh if you've missed any portion of today's video or uh, want to watch any of our others and you like the video version, you can go to the Ops Lens smartphone app. You can go to gunstreamer.com, which is very much like a freedom loving YouTube. And of course, YouTube, as long as they have not yet kicked us off of their platform. And if you like the audio only version, you know, so if you're you know, driving around or you're doing the housework or whatever, and you just want to hear the interview, then you can go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com, click the on demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content. Darling. All of the episodes we have there. And if you click the guest tab, you'll see photos and bios and links to all the works of all of the guests that we've ever had on. It is a tremendous resource. And uh, when you spend time there, we don't hate that. No. Right. Okay. So as Danny said, we do wrap the show up with a reminder and a plea to please pray for our nation, pray for our world. Um, we are becoming a, a smaller and smaller globe. I think people are, are more closely connected than they've ever been before because of the internet because of the these abilities that that technology gives us and so we'll pray for all of our politicians not to woke up but to wake up right (laughs) to wake up and realize what's going on in the world they have the power to change this and fix it they have the power to do that so we should be praying for that absolutely pray for even the ones you don't like even the ones you don't especially the ones you don't like right yeah double prayers double prayers all right be good to each other have a great week and god bless bye-bye